Welcome to another exhilarating episode of Comic Book Straight Talk. Brought to you from the secret basement inside one of America's oldest comic shops, Tulsa's own The Comic Empire. Now, true believers, open up your ear holes and get ready to have your head filled with the best comic book knowledge this galaxy can handle. That's right, it's time for another Nerd Overload with Comic Book Straight Talk. Welcome back to Comic Book Straight Talk. This is Dalian. Kenny. Jerry. Carrington. So today we're going to discuss, uh, what, comic book jargon? Jargon, uh, lingo, words, terminology. Terminology. Uh, Happy, actually, happy post Thanksgiving first. I'm about that. Should have been done last week, but we kind of got busy doing something else. And so, so yeah, happy post or happy belated Thanksgiving. But before we get started, we want to uh, recognize that Stan Lee has passed away. Yeah. And uh, one of the greatest creators in comic bookdom, at least uh, to some people. Yes. 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 He was a good pitch man. Yes. Dow has differing opinions. I do have differing opinions, but as I say, he, he... we would not have the Marvel Universe the way that we know without his input and his pitching and, and promoting and pushing the ideas. His tenacity. His tenacity. That's a, yeah, that, I mean, that's a $3 word, isn't it? Tenacity? Yeah, well, you can't be a little bit rough and tumble in any business and, and, to, right. and not to be able right. to succeed. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah did right. I, I acknowledge that, yes. So... All right. Yeah. Great. So, did y'all have good Thanksgivings? Before we sure. jump into the jargon? Sir? Yeah, pretty good Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. So, what are we going to talk about jargon? Well, what is just jargon? It's just terms of of a particular business uh, that outsiders may not normally know. I mean, a lot of new people that come into the comic world may not remember, or may not not may not even know what these terms mean. But they'll start hearing them pop up as they get into it, and people are discussing comic books. Like cool cover, cool no. cover alert, cool, cool, cover, cool cover alert. alert. <laughs> or is that just a Terry jargon that we all, some of us know? A code for no, something. stuff like uh, swooping. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> swooping is when you when you and Terry comes in and takes a deal from you, or vice versa. No, like uh, a key issue. Mm. What is a key issue? Okay. Were you asking me what a key issue yeah, was? Like, oh, okay. What, what is a key issue, Dallas? <laughs> I thought you were like, well, that's when, uh, what's an issue when something happens in? But, yeah, I mean, it yeah, could be yeah. like a death. It could be a, a first right. appearance. It could be a new costume. It could be you know the first time the character had sex. I don't I mean any, anything that has to do with the character. Yeah, like first appearances, death, events, special stuff like that. Marriages, divorces. The yeah. devil taking the whole thing away and saying it doesn't matter. They don't have to explain it. He's referring to an amazing Spider-Man. One more day. One more day. So yeah, the, the key issues are just you know special appearances, uh, events that have happened, and and people are usually after those key issues, right? More so than other books. Well, that's like New Mutants. Also, penises. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the case of Batman damned. Well, that, that, that is a key. That, that is a key damned, issue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a key issue. That is the first appearance. <laughs> well, that's like you know, New Mutants. There's only two books you have to go look for in the entire hundred issue run of New Mutants. That's number eighty-seven and ninety-eight. 
Those are the two key issues from well, that whole series. Wasn't really, one hundred the first X Force. Well, that's true. Yeah, but those, I, yeah, those I guess so. Yes, yeah, so the three, so. two biggest ones. Right, yes. like, I would say the others are minor keys. All right, uh, we have a grill. That Mike grill. You got it <laughs> drew Green Arrow for a long time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is more of G R A I L. G R A I L. Yeah. There's two types of grills, kind of. There's um. Certain books people consider to be grills just kind of as a community, you know, like, um... Green like Lantern 76. Like Green Lantern 76. Which Amazing is Fantasy 15. Right. And then there's personal grills. Just grills for yourself that you want to get. Speedball number one. Speedball number one. Maybe a personal grill to you. Blackhawk 133 for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> that was a swoop. <laughs> yeah, this uh, books that you... Personal grills are ones you really want for yourself, and usually... Is a key issue. Unfortunately, my personal grill falls under the grill for the entire community. Batman 13? Batman number one. One, 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 that's right. Yeah. Is that the first one? I thought she appeared in Detective 2. Nope. She was in first ba- the Batman one. First appearance of Catwoman was Batman number one. Okay. And then how about um, some acronyms for titles of books that you hear often? Toss? Yes. T-O-S, Tells mm-hmm. the Suspense. Tells the Suspense, Toa. Astonishment. You're going to speak up now. I'm you're sorry. Tell it again. I, you know, I think you can hear me fine. It's just your, your hearing's going off. We've all known for the last ASM, few weeks. ASM, Amazing Spider-Man. GSX, Giant Size X-Men. Whoa. Uh, UXM. Ultimate X-Men. Ultimate X-Men. Well, I was going to say Uncanny X-Men. Okay. Yeah. Uncanny. Either one, yeah. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Either one. Well, most people, people. just say Uncanny. Well, that's true. So... G.A., Green Arrow, G.L., yeah. Green Lantern. Yep. A lot of times it's just the initials. Right, right. But a lot of times when you hear people say amazing, they're talking about amazing Spider-Man, not amazing fantasy. Or, right. You know. Unless they're a Golden Age person. Then it's might, it might be, you know, yeah. or Golden or Silver, you know, before that. But in general, it's referring right. to amazing Spider-Man. And there's the MVS. Marvel Value Stamp. Marvel Value Stamp. Which ran from 1974 to 1976. There were 200 stamps, 100 per series. What were they? Getting to that, these were. (laughs) (laughs) They had no value. That's what's funny. But they devalued your book. Yes. You removed them. Right. They were printed in the back of your books somewhere. And you could clip them out and put them in a stamp book. And if you did clip them out, like you said, that affects the value of your book. Dramatically, and a lot of people did that. So I think the <clears> most. <throat> what do you think the most famous story of that one? It would be the Hulk 181. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hulk 181. Like the the key thing that on the, the problem with that book is a lot of stamps were cut out. But you know, those books, though, even with the Marvel, Marvel value stamp cut out, are still pricey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Specifically, in it used to make it. You know, back when it was selling for you know five hundred, it would knock it down to about an eighty dollar book. Mm-hmm. But now that yeah. they're selling for what's a one eighty one selling three grand ish. Yeah, they're in the grands. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So three grand, seven hundred dollar book. Now. Yeah, I mean, you can still get five, six, seven hundred dollars out of it, even with the stamp cut out. Probably more than that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's hurting it that much anymore, really. Yeah, because. Did it affect story? I don't, I don't think no. It was it was a it was an ad page, so I don't think it affected the story. So, 
Uh, then we have a uh, CCA. Comics Code Authority. Comics Code Authority. Yep. Yeah. That's an old acronym. I don't think I know Marvel and DC dropped it. Right. Archie did too. Archie finally did. I don't think it's around. They use it anymore. Then. No, it's really not. It's used probably anymore. just an empty storage closet <laughs> somewhere in DC now. <laughs> It came about in the 1930s. To That's where they hide all those bad books that they wanted to ban, you know, in the 40s. All those EC stuff, probably. Yeah, it was. It just came rash in the 30s to abruptly about 2011, and it sort of talked about mm-hmm. the danger. I warned you if you saw that on there, dangers of comics. The uh, 30s comic came around in the 50s because mm-hmm. uh, it was a result of the, the seduction of the right, innocent with the ECs, which was the 40s, wasn't it? Was that fifties? That was fifties because EC was the fifties. Yeah, fifties. Okay. Yeah. I keep thinking they were in the forties. I mean, they're great stuff, but I just you know, yeah. try to think. Yeah, okay. Or it may have been created in the thirties, but didn't really impact anything until the fifties. It could have been maybe that's why they switched started switching to magazine formats. With Mad Magazine, yeah. Because well, in do- the fifties. That's when the Comics Code Authority got their power, was in the 50s, after the seduction of the Innocent Trials. And then uh, Mad went to a magazine format, and then you had Warren and all those other companies doing magazine size. Even Marvel. Mm Mm-hmm. In the 70s. Um, Overstreet. Well, it's a price guide by uh, Robert Overstreet, was the first creator of it. It's also kind of referred to the Bible or the comic Bible. The guide. When it it really, it back in the 80s and early 90s, it was really the thing you went by. Yeah. Now it's more of a reference of finding key issues and stuff. And yeah, there's a price guide, but a lot of those prices are not, they're not reflective of the current market. But it's still cool to read about. Read and see what, you know, things roughly, they, price-wise. Or if you need, you know, if you run into a Erie number one, you can look in the guide to see how to tell if it's the first print or a bootleg or whatever. Right. There's just a few terminology that you'll hear about. Um, this this could be a whole other episode itself, but just a few things about grading, such as breaks, creases, ticks that um, break the color mm-hmm. or non-breaking ones that break the color on the on the book specifically like like a lot of ticks on the spines foxing foxing chipping different different terms like that um, now uh, only bins. Marvel's chip right everything else it's it's a tear we're, we're Marvel foxing well, the chipping was affected because of the uh, the the, uh, the, the trimming, it was dull when it was yeah. trimmed, so right. that would cause the chipping later it on. It was something that Marvel only only Marvel did. I, I thought it was Fox. But. I always heard of Marvel chipping. Okay. So I always thought Marvel was the one that chipped, and any of them could Fox. Because Foxing Maybe. is just a discoloration <clears throat> of the paper. Ah. <clears throat> Usually on the cover. And then we have stuff like, uh, you know, spine rolls, where the book would get a, a roll on the edge of it. Paper crease? Or subscription yeah, crease, I mean? Bins, paper creases, some that would... Spine stress. Now, on the subscription crease, though, I don't really think it. I don't think you really count off for it, because that's how you got the comics back in the day. If you got it mail order, they that's how they came. Well, right. I don't think they count as much no. off for it. Yeah. 
they don't count as much off for subscription creases if they were as just like a crease. Right. Now, if I folded a new book and did it, then it wouldn't yeah. be a subscription crease. It'd just be Dow being an idiot and folded a comic. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. that goes without saying. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> okay. There's <clears throat> stapled books. Looks like there's staples in them. And there's like the uh, square bound books, which are they're stapled, but then the cover is glued onto it, like Giants has X Men. They usually call those prestige, right? I think that they do that. They called them prestiges in the uh, the 80s. Yeah, I thought they were square bound. And what they were they're called. square bound. Yeah, in the 70s and stuff. So yeah. Oh. yeah. And then there's there's like three. Well, there's really two major grading companies in a third. CGC, you'll hear, which is certified, guaranteed company. Uh, there's. Uh, CBCS, CBCS, uh, comic book grading and certification, and then PGX, professional comic grading experts. Of the three, trust the PGX. They're the greatest ever. I say that jokingly. Um, actually, of the two, of the of the two, the three ones, I I prefer the CBCS because they're more strict. Uh, CBC, CGC's been around a little bit longer. But some of their 9.8s I've seen come through are really like 9.0s. You yeah. know, there's always controversy with these yeah. grading services. Well, and CB, the guy that started CBCS was the guy that started CGC and then left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he didn't agree with the... Yep. And then you'll hear people refer to raw and slabs. A raw is a comic book that just it just came right out. It's, it's on the stand. And the slab is a book that has been sent off to one of the grading companies, and they put it in a <clears throat> a holster, basically, that's supposed to protect it. Well, it's a little bit farther than that. If they take it and they sonically, yeah, it they is. sonically, well, well, no, well, right. Well, I'm saying they sonically, hermetically seal it, and then they put yeah. it inside a big plastic cap. Yeah. Well, it's just a little bit well, steps sure. in what you were saying. I was just elaborating on what you were saying. Elaborating. Oh, let's see here. What else we got? Ash cans. Let's talk about ash cans. Ash cans. That's a, that's a long. That's a big. That's they've been around a long time. The the misinformation about an ash can is that it's smaller than a comic. That's not necessarily true. In the original ash cans were just photocopies or mimeographed copies mm-hmm. of books that they would send out to retailers to preview, so the retailer had an idea of how good it was and how they should order. In the 90s, a lot of independent companies, and Marvel DC, too, and the other ones, did ash cans as little, like... Digest. They were digest-sized, but they were usually, you know, 10 or 12 pages of the book. Yeah. And that's where the belief that it's smaller than a comic came about. Right. But but a true ash can, like Kenny said, was the photocopies. I don't even think they were... Were they they the full story or just the arts? Some of them kept, I know, I mean, I've seen it have just yeah. been the arts. But. Some of it, you know, it might just be the layouts. Yeah. It might be, you know, a few pages of script and a few pages of art. It might be, you know, just a black and white reproduction. You, know, you never knew. The, the first established ash cans was came out in the 1930s. Yeah. Where they would make them and they would send them off to get them trademarked. And it's kind of to fool the the, uh, the trademarkers that, that it's already been published. Right. And the reason they called them ash cans is they would have wood-burning stoves back then. 
Yeah. And they would that's where they would get finally get drunk in yeah. the in the hmm. ash can. And then later on, um, the guy who created Flaming Carrot started using them. He'd give them to the people that helped produce it, and then he'd send them out for retailing yeah. as as just a uh, promotional. Oh, Bob Burden. So, yeah, that's kind of the little bit of history on the. Well, ash I mean, cans. there the there were ash cans in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout so. they started in the thirties, and then but the uh, Bob Burden is considered to be in the eighties. He the kind of reinventing it as a, yeah. a prototype term. Yeah. Right. Now, do you consider an ash can a first appearance, though? It could be. Or a key. Yeah. I know there are people out there that collect just, that, that they do collect ash cans, and so, I mean, that was... Let's go. Let's see here. What else do we have here? Trying to find the next subject here. I've lost it. He's lost it. <laughs> you were telling me earlier about a Kickstarter manga. Mm-hmm. What was the name of it again? <laughs> <laughs> Battle Maiden Knuckle Bomb. Battle Maiden Knuckle Bomb. Okay. Um, I guess you get a physical copy, or you get the digital copy. Both. Okay, both. Okay. For how much? You, well, you can back it as a digital copy only, mm-hmm. and it's you know like five bucks or okay. whatever. But the physical copy. Uh, I can't remember what the price was. Fifteen, I think. That's not too bad. Okay. And it's, I mean, it's a like an actual. I think it was sixty pages or so about, something. About the size of an actual manga, then. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll check that out then. And I, I would say the guy's name, but I'm going to pronounce it wrong. But I think it's Kun Lee, okay. maybe. Okay. I would. Or Kane Lee, maybe. It's so K K E. U-N-G. Uh, I'm slowly getting back into the mangas again, so. But I just like his art. His right. art's just beautiful. Cool. What you got next topic? Yeah, uh, okay. trade paperbacks, also referred to as TPB. Okay, back on that topic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That topic. Said, <laughs> what topic? <laughs> we said different topic. I was like, okay, then we better, okay. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Often confused for graphic novel. Right. Right. There's, yeah. there's a difference, though. Collects X amount of issues, usually. Yeah, usually, between. usually cheap. The the trade or TP TBP TPB uh, yeah TPB. I just call them trades. Um, were, were like reprints, whereas the graphic novels were original stories. So, and the, the trade paperbacks usually collect anywhere from five to eight of the single issue of a comic book mm-hmm. on one, and kind of gives you a story arc. Yeah, yeah. Or it could have just been. Random issues that a certain person worked on. Yeah, I know Marvel's been doing a lot of that lately, uh, going back and collecting like the Peter David, you know, Volume Three of Peter David's Hulk, the all in one you know, kind of thing. So, or and, like and they did the visionaries, right. where maybe it wasn't all Spider Man, maybe it was just you know whatever Art Adams worked on yep. at the time or whatever. And then we have Digest, which we kind of touched on with the ash cans. They're a little smaller size, a little square boundish. Collected editions of smaller height and length. And they're usually about 64 to 80 pages. Mm-hmm. Hard to read because they're so small. Yeah. Oh, man, they were. They're like, I don't know why I'm making my hands. <laughs> Just, well, yes, were, you all know what I mean. There were those marble, <laughs> tiny, tiny comics that they created. You know, oh, the yeah. size of a penny. So. Uh, hard covers. Which were mainly... 
trade paperback. The trade paperbacks. That's usually how they came out first. Yeah. With the hardcover, they mm-hmm. usually do the hardcover first, and then the trade like yep. three to six months later. They usually would. Uh, some of the hardbacks would uh, a lot of times would sometimes collect more issues than the trade. Sometimes, or they'd have a gallery or mm-hmm. a, kind of a director's cut or scripts or any kind of bonus material, and sometimes they'd even come signed. Yeah, like the first Conan hardcover from Dark Horse. They didn't even solicit that it was signed, but they were all signed by Kurt Busiek. Mm-hmm. Busiek, Busiek, however you say his name. Yep. Omnibus. Yeah, those are. Those came out late ninety, well, early two thousands. They started doing like hundred page collections. Hundred issue. Hundred issue, yeah. Sorry, not hundred page. Hundred issue uh, collections, and they called them omnibuses. I think the first one was. Well, I, I remember was the Death of Superman. Yeah, they're, they're humongous. They'll collect twenty five plus issues. Um, they can be hardback normally. Usually, the Silver Age is fifty to a hundred, and the yeah. Golden Age is twenty five to yeah, you know, thirty or whatever. And we have the graphic novel, which we kind of touched on. Which, in a good example of that would be, uh, well, no, it wouldn't be near mine. I was going to say Watchmen, but I forgot it came out in issues first. So. Graphic novel would be like Sin City Family right. Values, where it was the only way it came out yeah. was as a graphic novel. It didn't come out as single issues. Variant covers? Or Son of the Bat? Yeah. yeah. Son of the Bat was a good one, yeah. Well, variant issues, variant covers, yeah. They're the bane right now. Of Basically an alternative issue. cover of a single issue. Well, and you should also... you got to differentiate between a variant and an incentive. Right. Because a variant cover, like DC does variants, because you can order... Or, yeah, they're, right. they're open orders, so you can order as many of either cover as you want. And an incentive cover... It's like is a one, one in, in twenty or one in fifty ratio. or whatever. And some variant covers are planned, and some are not, such as price variants, testing prices, etc. A lot of that was in the late seventies, early eighties. They did a lot of the thirty-five cent price variants, and only distributed in Canada variants and things. So, like the pence. I guess the pence was the sixties. So yeah, the pence British, would be British. Yeah, well, for yeah. British, yeah, in the sixties they did several of those. So. But usually, the British price worth is worth less. Uh, yeah, normally, I find it's worth less. Because <clears throat> America. America. And then I did have incentive covers next, which you guys already touched on, kind of. Yeah. A limited series or slash miniseries. Thank you. I, they're both the same. I mean, they are. But a limited series could be 12 issues, whereas most people consider miniseries, you know, four to six issues. A lot of times you'll hear maxi-series if it's over eight issues. Which the first thing maxi-series DC did was, was it the Camelot 3000? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I had maxi-series right after that. Uh, first maxi-series from Marvel 12, was... You know, eight to 12. Marvel yeah. Superheroes But you one. get the whole story right. in this amount of issues and... Maybe it's two characters that are popular at the time, but the company doesn't think that they can sustain an ongoing series, right. so they give them a Like how series. Moon Knight should be done. 
and Deadpool. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. And a lot of a lot, a lot of companies of will do just mini series, mm-hmm. like you know, Lady Death yeah. only ever comes out in mini series or single issues. Then we have annuals. Well, those kind of speak for themselves or come out annually. Usually, um, they, usually they, have, they have nothing to do with the main story either of the character of the book. Yeah. It's just a story that someone you know just. Now, like with Marvel and DC, you might have an event running through annuals, right. like was it Sword of Atlantis? Wasn't that? Oh, Atlantis attacks or Atlantis yeah. attacks? Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Marvel in the eighties did a lot of their story. They did mini series in the annuals. What was the big mutant one? Days of Future. Days of. Days of Future. Okay, what was the two issue one? Days of Future Past. Yeah, is the two issue. So Days of Future Present present present. was the miniseries one. Yeah, but wasn't there like a mutant massacre or something that or extinction agenda or something? um, Those actually went in the actual single issues. Um, but I, thought, I think some mutant massacres kind of maybe happened in like backstories and stuff on some annuals. Um, we have web comics. Spiders make That's pretty self-explanatory. Comics that start out online only, yeah. digital yeah. only, and then viewing on the internet, and then end up becoming graphic novels on Sometimes, Kickstarter. Yeah. Crowdfunding. There's another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I highly recommend a Bandit if anyone reads it. It's an independent uh, web only web comic. Anyway. Mini comic, which we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, just a comic that's smaller than the conventional comic book size generally. Um, zine. What? Zine. 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 I've always heard of zine, not zine. Okay. Uh, short for magazine. Yep. Usually <laughs> self-published. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Self-published. Uh, usually mm-hmm. a regional thing. Yep. Tulsa had one for a while back in the 90s, A-slut, or early 2000s. Well, we've had several that have come yeah. through Comic Empire. Mm-hmm. Floppies. That's your single issue. That's just your slang for single issues. I was going to say I have a disc drive. A zero issue. It's usually a... Well, it's a zero issue. It's, it's, it's set it, before it can number be either, one. It, yeah, it could either be a kind of introduction to it, or like DC did all zero issues one year. Um, that kind of touched on something that happened in the character's back history briefly for a while for a while they were origin stories Uh a lot of times creator owned not Marvel or DC well yeah creator owned what they create the creator owns it they get the money they they have final the publisher doesn't own the rights to the characters or story yeah solicitations we don't accept those that are here. No. <laughs> it's a Quit block soliciting me. or a text, generally accompanied with a cover image, which details usually found upcoming in comic book releases. Right. It's usually found yeah. in, excuse me, in previews. Yeah, in previews. Yeah. Um, indie. Not Marvel or DC. <laughs> Referring to independent, independent publishers <laughs> who publish comics independently from a large corporate entity such as... Marvel and DC. <laughs> Although I don't really, I don't really consider Image independent anymore. No, no, and I really don't consider Dark Horse that much independent either. Yeah. So I mean, they're kind of the big four pillars, really. Continuity. Dynamite. What? Continuity. 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 Yeah. 
the company that owned by Neil Adams in the 80s? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. No. Do you ever read any of their books? Yes, I did. The really? Echoes of Future Past? Was that, was that a continuity? Wasn't it? I don't know. I never read any of them. I don't know if they're any good or not. Now, this is where a comic book's narrative has a past which might also be shared within the universe of vast array of other comic books. It's the history of a character. Continuity became important in the Silver Age. Yes. DC tried to do away with a lot of continuity in with Crisis. Crisis, right. Retcon. That's what that guy did, Danny Cates, with this whole... Spider God, Venom God crap that's going on, you know. Trying to retcon that into a story that Jason Aaron ran or wrote three, four, five years ago. Yeah, that's where something in the past is was made, but then he's trying to kind of fit shoe it into right. a shoehorn it into a current well, storyline. And a good example besides the one I just gave was I always uh, thought retconning was when you went and retold a story but from <clears throat> Like a, you, someone all of a sudden has a certain power, and you go back twenty years and write a story that happened between issue five and six of Spider-Man to explain how they got that power. All of that, a that's true. That could also work for it too. Because I was thinking of Deadpool's uh, not so or Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars, yeah, where he was there, you know, yeah, on the planet, no one saw him, and so yeah. It's just, you know, you can do that. It's normally a, it's a story that, it's elements a story that's and, set, and fusing it into yeah. new elements to make a right. new storyline or possibilities for future stories. So. Oh, let's see here. Crossover. Well, it's when two people or two characters cross over into stories. Or groups. Or, or groups, yeah. Or elements, yeah. Or an entire line from a publisher. Example, Civil War. An event. That, well, I guess okay. that would be... That's a crossover. Right. Crossover, event, happens. they're kind of... They kind of go hand in hand. Right. Usually with the events, you have a crossover, so... Pre-crisis slash post-crisis. We kind of touched on that. Um, pre-cri- pre-crisis would be Silver Age, Golden Age, and bronze. things that... Bronze. Stuff that happened before 1983. Three in the DC universe. Well, I'm, I'm speaking more of DC comics history. Yeah, well, that's just what I said. Okay, okay. So he just didn't say DC. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But it's referring to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but DC's kind of undone all that now. So. Yes. Uh, Pre Flashpoint. Same there thing. Again, same thing. With Flashpoint. Yeah. In the in 2000s. The New 52. Which came after Flashpoint. So that was The New 52 was the continuity of stuff for DC Universe after Flashpoint. What if CW wrote DC Comics? <coughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, one shot. A single issue story. Uh, back issue. Not the current issue. <laughs> I mean, he's, it's how else do you don't explain it? I mean, uh, it's, it's back issues or yeah, single <laughs> comic. Um, usually sold usually in, in comic shops. Month. Yeah. Um, hopefully bagged. Hopefully your comic book store will have it. Yeah. 
so that you can finish reading that storyline. If not, you can come to Comic Empire because we might they might have it. The big but we'll be missing one, <laughs> one <six>. issue. <laughs> Here's one that Kenny cannot get with just saying. Not. Oh, I don't know. Not. I don't know. He might. DC. Go for it. All right. The big two. Marvel and DC. <laughs> but, yeah, but you can't say it's not Marvel. Not independence. <laughs> not independent. <laughs> there. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, LCS. Local comic shop. Yep. And Comixology. It's an it's internet. Digital comics. Source for digital comics. Yeah. Well, that's most of them that I have, and we kind of went over them. We can always do some more later on. But What's four uh, color? Four color comics, CMYK. Okay, but why? What? What are the four colors? Cyan, cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. The K is black. Yeah. K is black. Yes. Okay. Because cyan is blue, magenta is red Mm -hmm. or pink, yellow, yellow, yellow. Okay. Okay. And when they originally produced comics... He has all this history of stuff, and yeah. <laughs> I ask him a question, he's like... Well, the, the original coloring <laughs> process... Of, like yeah, but he's explaining it. You didn't. Oh, okay. The originally original coloring process of comics was to take acetate sheets of those four colors, and you would just lay them over until you got the color you wanted. But there was only those four colors. But now with digital, they're right, four yeah. colors, a thing of the past. Right. And that's why the old Golden Age comics are so bright, because they had to use those colors, those four colors, and mix them until they got the color they wanted. And that's why you didn't have a lot of purple or green, because it required mixing colors. And that's why Hulk was originally gray, because they didn't want to pay someone to color him green throughout the book. Yeah, it cost more to mix now those see, colors. Now, yeah. see, that was a better answer than this CYMK. <laughs> it's also a review site, review website run yep. by Mark Allen Nickel. Yep. Yeah. Four color comic Four review. Color. Check it out too. So that's all, all I had for what this about, episode. You guys see? Any more? Uh, what about uh, Foom? Yeah, you didn't have that. People come in looking I, all the time I, looking for Foom. You had a list of jargon. We're just throwing new jargon at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Foom was Friends of Old Marvel. Mm-hmm. That was the original fan club for Marvel. Yep. The Marvel, the Mighty Marvel. The Mary? Mighty? Was it the Mighty or Mary? Mary was the bullpen, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. They had a nickname for the bullpen, and they were the Mary something of Marvel or whatever. Yeah. But the other, the, Mar- the Mary Marvel Marching Band. Yeah. Yeah. But Marvel had some kind of like army or something. Marvel zombies, yeah. yeah. Marvel, Marvel zombies, but when it? it was Marvel, mighty Marvel collector society or something like yeah. that. Yeah, we can go definitely come up with some more terms. Uh, yeah, there's, foe. There's more out there. Yeah, what's a foe? What's a foe? I don't know. What is a foe? Friend of the Empire. Oh, see, there you go. man, he's not a friend. Oh, there's you all failed. There's Foom. <laughs> we just touched on I'm foom. talking about the other Foom. Fin Fang Foom? Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> okay, someone walks in and asks me for FFM. I'm like, what the hell are you looking for? <laughs> looking for FFM. That's, 
What's FFM? That. Yeah, what's Fing FFM? Fing, well, I'm sorry, FFF, sorry. Yeah. Fing Fang Foom, sorry. I think I'm going to ask you for a foom. Give me fooms. No. <laughs> yeah, just in the bathroom there. There's a bad foom. <laughs> I remember once someone came in and asked Mike about Fin Fang Foom, he said, you got to say it three times fast. <laughs> all right. That's all I have. That's all you have? That's all I have. I just thought it would be an interesting subject yeah. to touch on and... Uh, if we come with some more terms, we can bring those up. And sniping, what is snipe? That's that's, that's important that's, to the that comic is, that industry. Is, that's right. Yes, yes. What is sniping? I, I've never done any sniping. <laughs> it's an eBay thing where you like you you place your bid and you're waiting for those last few seconds. You're gonna win it, and then some asshat comes through and just snipes you, which is basically putting a higher bid the last second to beat you. I'm on comic book. I said on eBay. Right, I know, but yeah. we're talking about uh, comic well, books yeah. specifically. Well, but well, I, I mean, figured, it, I figured if, if they were listening to this, they kind of automatically assume that was a comic book. Well, sniping happens on eBay, yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. But it it impacts comics a yeah. lot because mm-hmm. a lot of people won't bid on an auction until the last ten seconds. And sometimes you're glad that they beat you on it as yes. well. Yes, <laughs> you're mad when they do it, and then. Oh, you're saying you bid too much on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, you might have. You're going to regret it if you win it. You know? Yeah, and then there's relief when you didn't win. Yep. You place your bid for eighty bucks, and then you have buyers instant buyers remorse, mm-hmm. and then someone comes in and snipes it up to eighty five, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> relieved. I could have bought that land for four grand, but someone beat me and bid four thousand one hundred dollars. Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah. I did that once. <laughs> Don't know why, so. but yeah. No, well, anything else? That's all I brought to the table. This nothing else you want to talk about. Anything you've read this week or last week? You want to throw at that? You want people to go look for? What about you? I asked you. <laughs> I've got a recommendation. The Dick. Lodger. That's one I've been. I haven't got a chance to read it, but I. I think I said it early on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dave Lapham. That it looks like it's going to be really So IDW, isn't it? Lapham? 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 From Stray Bullets. Yes. Yeah, okay. But through IDW. No. No, it's not IDW. Is It's, uh, yeah, IDW. IDW. The Black Crown. The Black Crown. It's not Image. Okay. No, it's not Image. It's IDW. IDW. What do you get But it's the Black Crown imprint. Right, okay. You said said IDW, but I had Image on my head. Yeah. I read it. It's pretty good. Is yeah, it? I, I saw it in there. I know I ordered it, so I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that. It's already been out. I know. I just haven't got my books yet. Oh. So. Oh, okay. It came out this week. No, it came out like three weeks ago. Okay, so you may have it already then. No, I don't. Oh, he does. oh yeah. He, he, yeah, okay. He hasn't got his books yet. Yeah. Oh, you're a traitor, huh? <laughs> oh, so anyway. <laughs> on that so note. he's a toe. <laughs> so... He's a traitor of the empire. So uh, check us out on uh, on Facebook. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Twitter, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Is there one more? Yeah. YouTube. What's all you on YouTube? I said Facebook. What am I missing? Um, I. Oh yeah, iTunes. Thank iTunes. you. <laughs> Choking over toe. Sorry. Um, so this is Dalian. Terry. The toe. The toe. Kenny. 
Harrington. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.